I'm so thrilled to introduce Kevin and Kelly. They have been hanging around Watermark for a long time. Um, they did marriage ministry. They're still in the marriage ministry, but they did re-engage when I was there, when I worked on staff, yeah. right? And then, um, and then they lead the Monday night merge class. So you guys maybe have seen them a time or two, um, but we're just so thankful that they are here to join us. So take it away, guys. Awesome, thank you, thank you. Hey guys. Are we good, are we on? Can y'all hear me? Hello. Hello, hello, check. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thanks for the claps. Hey, so we like looking out in this room. We know, I think a lot of you, but there's, there's a lot of you that we do not know. So we are so excited that y'all are here. Let me start by just introducing our crew. So Kevin and Kelly married 20 years this past May, um, and there's our crew. We got Tanner, Avery, and Luke. So we got senior in high school, freshman, and then fourth grader. Um, and so they are a blessing and a joy. And you guys will hear, just as we go on, a little bit more about our story and kind of, you know, ways we did well in this area, but ways we've also, like, really screwed this up in the past. Um, but we are just, you know, we're charged with talking with, to you guys about how do y'all stay connected at this stage of life, knowing that it's super, super difficult. And I think what happened in our lives, um, if I'm being honest, is that we kind of went from this, you know, kind of a kidless, um, wild, carefree state straight into um, babies and toddlers and parenting, and without even considering that it could have or would have a huge impact on our marriage. And so our marriage kind of suffered as a result of that. We didn't really stop and think about it. We certainly didn't do anything like this. Um, and we, our marriage kind of paid for it. So you'll hear more of our stories as we go on. But we are super, super proud of you guys for being here and even thinking about that. How do you all stay connected? How do you stay united at this really difficult stage where you guys are in what we call the grind of just young babies, young kids, parenting, um, but also trying to stay connected is, is just really hard. Yeah, I love that y'all came in and had fun and watching y'all do the balloon game was probably my favorite because we, you should just do that at home randomly, blow up balloons and do that at home. Um, Have fun. But we are here not only just to celebrate you um, just as parents, but also just to help with, give you some insight just with having, remember to have fun being married. And so um, none of what we say today is going to be like, hmm, that's, that's a new concept. Like you, you know these concepts. I think that just we're just going to remind you of just why you got married and then also remind you just that, hey, like we're here to encourage you and cheer you on during this. Yeah, so show of hands. I know I've seen a lot of babies and we've seen a lot of young kids, but how many of you guys have young babies at home? So I'd say 12 months or younger. Just kind of getting out of either, and that's a lot of you. So how many have toddlers, kind of two to five? That's most of you. All right, what about school age, five and older? Y'all have those two? Okay, good. So, you know, Motley Crue, but you guys are in that grind that we just talked about. Um, and let me just say, I've told it, I've said it before, but like in the past, we did this really, really poorly. And we just kind of, I would say we kind of would wing it and just say, hey, we'll get through it without any preparation when we first got married, we were, in, uh, we were plugged into a small church, and we just got stuck into this daily grind. And some of this may kind of hit home with you guys, but it was like, wake up, uh, get the kids ready, breakfast, um, you know, off to work, come back, school, uh, bath time, bedtime, dinner time, cleanup time, bedtime, go to bed exhausted, uh, disconnected, and then wake up only to do that all over again. And so uh, as a result, um, we were not united. We were really... Um, just kind of stuck in that rut. We weren't pursuing each other. 
Um, and so we kind of drifted apart. And so right about the seven-year mark in our marriage, um, and some of you guys know our story, but I ended up having an affair right at the seven-year mark of our marriage. And so this was back in 2007 or eight. Um, and by the grace of God, we're married. Uh, we're up here serving in marriage ministry. We landed here at Reengage back in early 09. And God completely redeemed our marriage, redeemed our lives uh, to the point where we're serving in marriage ministry together, which is crazy. But, uh, and I don't use that as a scare tactic. I'm not saying, hey, if you don't do these things, one of you is going to have an affair. Uh, and nor am I saying, hey, you have to have an affair to have a great marriage. Uh, obviously, we want to spare you guys of that. But that just happens to be our story. And God completely used it for good. Romans 8:28 became our anthem. Uh, and he made good out of it. Um, and so we are blessed to be here, but there, there are things that we're going to talk to you guys about today that we were not doing during this stage. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I really strongly feel that that contributed or led to what happened in our marriage. And the enemy does come to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants nothing more for the marriages in this room, in this church, and in other churches to um, create a divide among you. He doesn't want you married. And so when, when we put children into the mix of just the daily grind of just how we live our lives, um, it's really hard to prevent that chaos from happening. And so um, a lot of times, couples, they, ha they have this disconnect. And it's not anything that I think that, like I said earlier, this is not a surprise, right? It's just the busyness of life. And so... Um, he wants that disconnect to be as soon as you wake up in the morning, the enemy wants you to think this is going to be a really hard day. Yes, yeah, so we have to push back against that. You guys have to be intentional, purposeful yeah. to maintain a healthy marriage throughout the stage of life that you're in. And that's super important for every stage of life. But I really think that the stage that you're in with young kids and babies, uh, it's just physically taxing, it's emotionally taxing, spiritually taxing. And so you got to work a little bit extra hard so that the enemy won't jump in there and destroy it because he would love to do that. And so what we're going to do um, is talk about six reminders or six just kind of tips and techniques. And again, like Kelly said, this is not new. We didn't invent these concepts by any means. It's just a reminder, kind of a sweet reminder to you guys of, hey, we should be doing this or that. Um, the only promise we get in Scripture for marriage comes out of 1 Corinthians 7.28. says, those who marry will have trouble. Uh, and it's really the well, only promise. Right? <laughs> yeah, yippee. Yeah. Let's get married. But it, it's really, it's just, right off the bat, God is telling us, hey, you get married, you're going to have trouble. Um, and it even says it in John 16, 33. So for those um, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So more reason for us to push yep. back against that. So the first one is P. You guys feel free to take notes. We left you all some space. There's scripture I on there. I have a sheet in front of you, I think, that have these concepts on them. All right, so purposeful uh, and prioritize. So prioritize the marriage, be purposeful. Yeah, so prioritizing the relationship, that's simple enough, right? We think of that, we, you know. I think the situation that we're in as believers is that we want to put God first and then put our husband, our spouse next in line to that. We want to model that for our kids, no matter if they're babies or they're school age. We want to, we want to be, we want to, we want to be, I would say purposeful in the sense that they're watching us. And so um, those verses up on the screen, Deuteronomy 6.5, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, allowing that spirit to live through you and through your children. And then it heads to Ephesians 5, 
Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Like, love each other as Christ loved the church. And so behind my relationship with the Lord, Kevin is my next priority. And so prioritizing my time with him and my conversations with him is really, really important for us to stay connected. Again, we didn't have people speaking into us early in marriage. And I just think if, if we had, um, things would have looked a little bit different. But here we are as parents, we are, we are given this gift to raise godly children who will be next that next generation of those who love the Lord with all of their hearts. And so showing again that God comes first in our relationship and then next in line is my husband, is, is, is dad. And so um, I think it does become more difficult. Like we know that, we know that on our heads that we need to do that. But to put your spouse before your kids, especially when the needs of your children and babies are so just evident and important, we tend to forget that. Um, so I just think those reminders, these reminders in those scriptures are just something we just have to keep reading over and being reminded of. Yeah, and even modeling that for your kids to teach them at a young age that, hey, there is sort of a priority level. It's God first, your spouse second, and then you kids. Uh, and depending on their age, they might understand that they might not. But a way you can do that is, when, guys, when you get home from work, if you're working out of the house and you come home, um, man, go seek out your spouse. And I learned to do that kind of in the second half of our marriage to show my kids, hey, uh, where's, where's your mom? I want to go find her and give her a kiss and say, uh, you know, I'm glad to be home. And so my kids see that. And not to say you've got to, like, push them out of the way as they're running to you, uh, <laughs> come to the door, because that's a sweet, sweet time and a sweet uh, thing, and that will not last forever. Um, but just, hey, where's your mom at? I want to go say hi to her and check on her. So they will see that. You know, they say more things are caught than taught. And so if they see mom and dad seeking out each other when they've been gone for a period of time, they're going to remember that. And so talk about that with your kids, model it for them. Um, let's do like an all play here. How about that? So you guys tell me in, in a couple words, what's one big barrier right now to y'all being united or, or staying connected? What's one big barrier to that? Time. Time. Amen. Good one. What else? Energy. Absolutely. Say that again. iPhone. I thought that's what I heard. Yeah, technology. That's a huge, huge barrier. What was that? Seven week old. Seven week old. Seven week old. I love it. That's My, sweet. Yep. Work. Good. So there's tons of them. We can name a bunch. All of these are barriers yeah. to you guys staying connected. And again, like Kelly said, that's where the enemy wants to get in there and multiply those and create a divide in between you. But mm -hmm. Um, it's really about this first one here, being purposeful, being intentional. You know, you have to plan that out sometimes. Um, and so we're going to show a video, but let me tee it up first. And this is just to kind of prove a point or, or illustrate a point that the novelty wears off. And if we're all kind of real and honest with ourselves, and certainly with me, when we first started dating, and when we first held hands, you get that tingle like, oh, it's just like this rush, it feels so good. And then maybe your first kiss, you kind of get that rush. And there's the thrill of the pursuit, the newness, um, that if we're being real, I think kind of wears off as time goes on. And so we have to be extra intentional um, about doing that and keeping things new and exciting. And so, uh, if, again, if I'm being honest, when I hold her hand, which I love doing, it doesn't send that rush up my spine like it used to. And I'm like, everything is for the first time. We've been married 20 years, but... Uh, this this uh, video, so our daughter at the time was young. We gave her a rainbow loom for Christmas. If you're familiar with that, it's the way they made bracelets out of a bunch of those little rubber bands. 
so it was a big toy many, many years ago. She really wanted it. Uh, don't, 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 don't. And so here's, here's Christmas morning. Well, oh, yes. Oh, it's. Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, wait. Can you show the, the, the other one first? Uh, they don't have it. Oh, they don't have it. That, so, so if you can imagine opening that Sunday, I totally forgot to send that first video. So the first time when she opened it, I mean, she like screamed like, oh my gosh, the rainbow loom. Like if you can imagine your daughter getting this, it's almost like gold. And it was like the most exciting situation ever. I can't believe I forgot to send that video. So fast forward, I don't know. A few years. A few years. And this is what, this is her opening that same gift a few years later. <laughs> what is it? Seriously? <laughs> Good. So we can stop it there. But uh, seriously, it's funny. You can imagine, and we did it on purpose, just to to show that hey, like that new toy you got, you weren't as excited about it one year later, two years later, three years later. So I mean, you should have seen her when she first opened that. She yelled and screamed, "The loom!" Like I got the loom. And so, um, just pictured. It was amazing. But that novelty. <laughs> The novelty will wear off. And so you guys have to come up with new ways to pursue each other to keep it fun and new and exciting. Um, so the next one is understanding one another. Again, simple enough, right? Um, and like Kevin had mentioned, like, I, I think just understanding one another goes a really long way. Not just be, I mean, obviously you were married, so you probably do understand one another. But that looks like it goes along with being purposeful and making each other a priority. So... An example of that is just checking in throughout the day. A quick text goes a long way. Not that it has to be like this long paragraph of how you're doing. But Kevin is really good at just like, hey, what, how's it going? How's your day? What, you know, what, what's, what's going on? And so I just think also even further than that is having those weekly check-ins to just be able to sit and talk about um, what things look like for that week. And again, the first half of our marriage, we really, we just, I, I think things just got in the way of that. And so um, some things that we do now are, uh, I, I think the beginning of the week, usually we do it like Sunday night after the kids have gone to bed, um, but it's a good time to do this. And the questions they'll put up there are, what do you have going on this week? How can I best serve you this week? And how can I pray for you this week? And there's something about, like, those are really simple questions, and y'all may be doing that, but I mean really, like, not while it's chaos in the house where you're asking those questions, but where you can have some time face-to-face and be like, no, seriously, how can I be praying for you this week? What does this week look like? Because I'm home with kids, and he's at work. He's sometimes like, hey, what do the kids have this week? What is, what's going on on their schedule? And so being able to do that, um, is, it, it goes a long way. But also remembering the Proverbs 18.2 verse, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. So don't be a fool when you speak to one another. Mm-hmm. Remember those communication um, <clears throat> aspects to having a really good conversation.
Yeah, it's so good and so important to just live with your wife in an understanding way. And Scripture reminds us of that and even warns us of that. If we don't do that, your prayers will be hindered. And so I shouldn't expect God to hear my prayers about other things if I'm not living with her in an understanding way. And so that's a great reminder and a conviction to me to keep doing that. And so one way you guys can do that is just continue to speak each other's love language. And so again, another all play, raise your hand, guy or girl, raise your hand if you can tell me right now what your spouse's current love language is. Not when you got married. What is it? Acts of service. How many of y'all were going to say acts of service? Good. All right. So, and y'all are familiar with these. They're... they're, um, super important to continue to speak and live in your spouse's life for each other. Uh, If their love language is not acts of service, it soon will be. Um, (laughs) As the house gets crazier and things get crazier, um, that is a big, big way. In fact, it's one of our points is service. But uh, one way that kind of plays out in our marriage is she's learned just over time, when I get home from work, I generally need just a few minutes to decompress because she learned early on that if she would tell me something in that moment, tell me something important, um, I'd forget it. Why do we do that too? Like he'd walk through the door and it was just like this. I would just open up with this, these million points and he would like look like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, and then she knew that he's eventually figured out he's not gonna remember these. So she gives me a little bit of time to kind of decompress, uh, play with the kids a little bit. But uh, also I come home and I understand she's had a hard day. She's busy. She's got a lot going on. And so I jump in, I'm like, what can I do to serve you? Can I, you know, at, the, at a young age, can I take the kids and give you some time? So that's just living your, your life in an understanding way and continuing to speak each other's love language. Yeah, and doing that also is just, it, it, it puts back on the table just a really important aspect to communicate with one another and how we can pray with, for one another throughout the week. So the next one is uh, realistic expectations. Ooh, the expectation word. Um, realistic expectations as well, not being unrealistic. So, How many of y'all went through merge? That's a majority. Remember the expectations homework? Like you're probably still working through it. Uh, <laughs> it was the longest homework you had, but it was so good. Isn't it funny though that as you're like on the, on the pre-married side of things, those expectations, boy, don't they really come to life when you're married and you have children? Like, I mean, like in a whole new different way. And so um, this obviously evolves, right? As you have kids and as they get older, those expectations are gonna look a little bit different. And so I just think that that's okay to remember that. Like a big weekly date night might not be a realistic aspect to you right now, um, just because maybe timing is off or you have to find a babysitter and that's an issue or finances. And so just know that that's okay. And so I think that it's important to come up with creative solutions just to spend time together, having that time together at home. That might include date night. That might include just shoulder-to-shoulder time at home after you've put the kids to bed. Um, But I think that setting realistic expectations is really important, especially when it comes to how's, do I need to clean the house every week? Does it need to be straightened up when my husband leaves to go to work? Um, Do I need to cook dinner every single night? or just a couple nights a week. Um, How does that look? Again, be realistic in what it is the two of you want, but I would also remind you, you have to have those conversations to have those expectations on the table, right? Because if you think you need to cook dinner seven nights a week and your husband's like, you can just cook dinner like as many nights as you want, 
You're not going to know that unless you have those conversations. And so I just think you, you know, doing that sets your marriage up for success and not disappointment. Yeah, it's so important. And so they did a study. We looked at a study of over 10,000 married couples. And they asked them, they were looking at the frequency of dating. So I'm going to ask you guys, um, how many of you guys think that... Um, so they looked, let me break it down a little bit more. They looked at once a week, once a month, less than once a month, or hardly ever. Um, and so if you were to throw out a percentage or a guess, what percentage of married couples do you think dated each other once a week? 10, 5.5. Yeah, it was about 10%. And I was surprised, I was surprised it was that high. Uh, but hardly ever was the majority of married couples, and it was over 36%, hardly ever went on dates. And so that's just kind of proof. But what they did, they later looked at marital satisfaction or relationship satisfaction. And the ones who dated more had higher satisfaction. So there's no surprise there. Yeah. Um, we continue to date each other. And so again, thinking of how to be realistic during this life stage, hey, it may be a stay-at-home date. Um, one time we had Avery, it was our anniversary, and she was young, um, but she said, hey, I want to cook you guys dinner, and I want to set up kind of a little restaurant in the, in the front room, and we'll have, like, Luke, who's the younger one, be the server. And so she kind of took that and ran with it, and it was the, one of our sweetest anniversaries ever. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but involving them in your date night may be a way at this stage uh, that realistically, realistically it's going to happen. And so just maybe thinking outside the box on yeah. that. All right, the next one is S for service. And so... Serving one another. We've already alluded to that. Um, but, you know, James 4.1 talks about what, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Is it not your selfish desires? And so we know that intrinsically we're selfish. And so we have to overcome that uh, to, to serve our spouse and to put, uh, like a Philippians 2, to put their needs above my needs. It just does not come naturally. Uh, came naturally for Jesus, but for the rest of us, it's just hard. Uh, but to continue to serve each other, serve one another. Guys, you know, we, we, we mentioned acts of service being a love language, but finding ways to help out around the house. And girls, I'll, for, for them, I'll repeat this. Find ways to help out around the house. Um, you should be able to find ways without asking, but if, if you've got nothing, hey, ask them. Uh, say, hey, how can I serve you? What needs doing right now? Laundry, cooking, cleaning, unload the dishwasher, you know, whatever it may be, bathing the kids, uh, find ways to help at home. It will bless your spouse immensely. And it goes, it goes both ways. So Kelly, a while back, um, to bless me, decided that she'd just kind of take care of the yard. So she would mow the yard because it would give me more time on weekends to hang out with the kids and do things I wanted to do. So and it turns out she enjoys it. So I love working in the yard. It was like my chore growing up. I grew up in a single-parent home, and, my, and I was the youngest. All my siblings were out of the house. So my chore was to do the yard. And I just went into marriage like, hey, like I can, do you want to do the yard? Like it may bless you men to, to do that. It's fun to be out in the yard. And we love being outside together. So I see the conversation already coming this spring with you guys. Yeah. Hey, hey well, you should do Kelly, Yeah, Kelly mows their yard. <laughs> uh, it just works for us. You guys decide what works for y'all. Well, and also remember, like communication again is the key. So at home, what are some useful ways that you want to, to serve each other together? And service is such, like we are all gifted with some, some act of service through that. And so um, I think just, you know, if Kevin would, we talk, keep talking about like when he would come home from work and just the things of life being 
just in that midst of crazy, like he would, I would just, he would like, you know, do you want to go for a run or do you want to go for a walk? Or do, I, would, I would always loved really having coffee with my friends um, or a dinner, just a quick like, hey, let's go grab a quick coffee. And it was just a really sweet way for me, for him to be like, hey, like I'm home, I've got the kids, I'll put them to bed, you can go and you can go for a walk or go for a run. And it's, it's a little thing, like that, y'all, that's not a huge thing. I don't know what that is for you, but I think having that um, aspect to just what that looks like, so that expectation isn't like, okay, well, I've worked all day and I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna kick my shoes off and you're gonna continue to do everything. I just don't think that's like a partnership that the Lord, the Lord, the Lord wants more from us in our marriage. And so I just think how we serve one another is a really, really sweet way to just show how the Holy Spirit is teaching us in marriage and, and, yeah. and communicating Good. with one another, yeah. So the next one's you, another you, it's unified, which is really the, the topic of this talk is how do you guys remain unified during this stage of life with little kids? And so unified, so showing your kids that you guys are on the same page, that you guys are one, I think is really, really important. You know, Genesis 2 tells us that uh, the two shall become one flesh. And so I think it's important for our kids to see that we're one. Um, and that can show up in a number of ways, but in, in terms of discipline, when it comes to uh, the point where your kids are old enough to kind of hey, I feel more comfortable coming to mom about this or dad about this, but you guys having a united front, mm -hmm. which again, we didn't do this well early on, but now we do. We're like, we have decided that you cannot go to their house tonight or you cannot have a sleepover. Instead of, well, mom doesn't want you to. Uh, that just creates divide within them and they see that and they play on that and they'll use it in their favor. Um, but you guys come as a unified front saying, hey, your mom and I have talked and we have decided. Um, or when the holidays come up, and you're talking to your in-laws or they're talking to their parents. And you're like, we have decided we're going to stay put this, this year for Christmas. Um, and, you know, not, you know, throwing the other spouse under the rug with, um, well, she doesn't want to come to y'all's place. But yes. you guys are a unified front on that. And your kids will pick up on that. And again, more things are caught than taught. Yeah, and that's easy to do, right? But just remember, y'all are a team. And um, the Lord has planned and created marriage to, for you to be a team together and to be, to be on the same page. So there's so many scripture when it comes to unity. And I love the message um, scripture um, from 2 Corinthians. It says, that's about it, friends. Be cheerful. Keep things in good repair. Keep your spirits up. Think in harmony. Be agreeable. Do all that, and the God of love and peace will be with you for sure. What a sweet way just to say, like, hey, guys. Y'all are on this united front. Don't, don't be against one another, be together. And the family unit, as you guys know, is under attack. And so I think it's so important in today's time to just for us to kind of maintain the, the sanctity of the family unit. And so you guys, that starts at home. And we believe, we teach this in Merge, that changed marriages change families and changed families change communities and communities change cities. And so it starts with you guys in the home. So model that for your kiddos. All right, the last one is E. This is, you know, part of the fun one is enjoy each other, enjoy one another. And so I love Ecclesiastes 9.9 says, enjoy life with the wife whom you love. And I love that, just it's a command from scripture. Hey, go enjoy life with your wife. And so have fun together um, do silly things together. I mean, I saw you guys doing the, the Cheerio thing and the balloon thing, and none of you guys had like an a, a angry look on your face or an upset look or disgruntled. Like, you guys were smiling, you were having fun. Um, have fun with each other, be creative. And again, be realistic in this life stage, but 
um, one way it played out in our marriage a while back, um, we did creative date night. And so it ended up being like once a month, uh, we would take turns. One of us would plan the date. And the only rules we had is you couldn't do the same thing twice. And the other one uh, didn't know about it. So we would challenge each other with a color or a letter or a name. Um, and just a quick example, we used our kids' names. And we had to plan a date around Tanner, Avery, and Luke. And so I, I think this was mine. So I used T and then A and then L. And so uh, planned a date all around that. One time we used the color blue. And so it's fun. Like I love surprises and, and it's just it's something creative. Uh, and you guys are several ways to do that, and we'll give you some resources. But uh, that worked out really well for us because we looked forward to that date night so much more rather than coming up with it on the fly or, you know, just going to Chick-fil-A again. All those surprises stress me out, right? <laughs> I kind of like, I'm in that, like, a control aspect of, like, well, what, well, who's going to have the kids? Well, where are we going? What? So, yeah, just. And Kelly has a big birthday Sunday. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So there's something coming this I just weekend. need to announce that to the room. I'm going to be 50. 50, y'all. 50. I think I remember being young and thinking, that is just, that's old. But uh, I'm not. I'm Time not flies. old. So my youngest says I look like I'm 30. I'm going to take that. Anyway, y'all just remember, um, don't just tolerate one another until death do you part, Right? Marriage is meant for more. Parenting is hard, but gosh, it's so much fun. And I just think um, laughing goes a really long way, right? Don't live as roommates. Be united together in just all of what we've said. If you can see those, we've put those words together as pursue. Pursue one another to have fun together. Don't just settle for okay. Y'all were made for great. The Lord wants so much more for you in marriage. He wants you to, um, others to be like, man, there's something different about them and how they're married to one another and how they parent one another and how they serve one another and serve and how they speak about one another. Y'all, that is just such a gift that you can give one another. And I love seeing this room full of couples that are here doing that. Like they, you, you're here for a reason. And I know it's probably to have like a date day or a date lunch. And I just love that. So cool. Yeah. We should do this every Friday. <laughs> uh, but you got to be active. You got to, you know, be intentional, be purposeful, and pursue each other. But yeah. keep it fun. Keep it exciting. Um, we did not do that early on in marriage. And, and I'm not saying that that's the only ingredient that led to infidelity. But it certainly was a player um, that I think Satan used and grew it. And, and uh, again, by the grace of God, we, you know, uh, he redeemed it. But... Um, Continue to find ways to put each other um, above yourselves. And so that's, I know it's increasingly difficult the more kids you introduce into the picture and lack of sleep, all the barriers you guys talked about, which y'all are going to have some time to talk about at your tables, but um, it is is very difficult. We're proud of you guys for being here. Um, Continue to make your marriage the best it can be. Again, a watching world needs to see that. They need to see thriving marriages, that you guys are happy, that you speak highly about each other in front of other people at work or uh, in the neighborhood and yeah. pursue Christ together. And that's important too. So just remember that pursuing Christ together is, is number one, right? And I think just everything that follows comes after that. And I sh- always share this quote with couples because it's just the reminder that one, this isn't something that Kevin can do all on our own. Um, it's not about me and it's not about Kevin. 
but it's about the work of the Holy Spirit in our marriage. And so a quote from Gary Thomas says, a good marriage doesn't happen by accident and a good marriage isn't maintained by accident. Both are the work of the Holy Spirit and the foundation of Jesus and his unchangeable truth in the life of two sinners who are married. Y'all remember that. This is about how the Holy Spirit can work in and through you. So if you haven't noticed already, the six points spell out something. Uh, It's pursue. So prioritize each other. Be purposeful. Live in an understanding way. Uh, Set realistic expectations based on the stage you're in. Um, Serve one another. Be united. And then just enjoy each other. And so I think that if you continue in that pursuit, God's going to bless it. And we're going to end with a picture of our family again that we wanted to show, you know, just then and now, and just, I'm telling you, and it's cliche, but that time goes by like that. Our oldest son turns 18 in two weeks, Um, and there's the old kind of story or the old saying that, you know, I went in to kiss my five-year-old good boy goodnight, and he was 17, and I'm I'm telling you, it happens. Um, It happens faster than you think, and so you know, we talk about the idea of a shot clock counting down with each of your kids, uh, but that's the same in your marriage, and your kids need to see mom and dad have a healthy, thriving marriage. Um, and so we're proud of you guys. We're praying for you guys. We're so glad you're here. I hope you guys keep to pursue each other and, and enjoy each other as God designed it to be. Yep. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>